0: Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Schoolhouse Rocks. I'm here today with state champions, which is a very exciting piece of what our high school provides opportunities for students to do. So I'm going to allow them to introduce themselves, and we're going to get into a really exciting conversation about why they are state champions and all of the tremendous amount of work that went into that hard work. So I'm going to start by asking um, their teacher leader to introduce himself, and then we're going to go around the table.
1: Hi, I'm Ryan Sweer. I'm the
2: director of the Marching Gales here at Roxbury.
3: Hi, I'm Kate. I'm one of the drum majors of the Marching Gales.
2: Hi, I'm Justin. I'm the other drum major.
3: It's who we are.
0: So as I started, they are state champions. So let's talk about what that means. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about why they're here and about their amazing journey this season. So we started with uh, Kate and Justin introducing themselves as drum majors, and maybe someone's listening and they're thinking, I don't know what drum majors are or what that is. So why don't you guys start by telling us about your role? Tell us about why you guys are here, and we're going to get into a little bit
2: more specifics about that. Sure. So um, there are two drum majors this year for us. and our role pretty much entails we get to go up on a podium and we get to conduct our uh, marching band group throughout the season and we get to help them learn their music during rehearsals. Um, we'll run sectionals and we'll do all the uh, technical aspects of stuff. When directors aren't there, we sometimes get to run um, the warm-up sequences and our, our, what we call basics, which is um, just where we learn how to do some of the basic technique stuff that we can apply later on in the season. All right. So, Mr. Swear, Justin
0: said get to. We get to do lots of things. And so I've learned a couple of things as an educator. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes, leaders uh, don't just get randomly selected. Um, They don't just happen. They generally are identified through hours and hours of tireless work. And so saying that you get to do things, I think, is probably an undersell. Um, of how you got that privilege and honor. So can you tell us a little bit about the role of the drum major and what these two fine youngsters are doing to support the growth and development of the entirety of the marching band? And then we're gonna take a couple of big steps backwards and go back to the very beginning of how a marching band season begins.
1: Sure. Um, get to is definitely the right word because there we always do have a lot of students who go out for our leadership positions. And um, I'd say, I think this year we had 10 other student leaders who, who can't call themselves drum majors, but who are integral in the the rehearsal process. But, um, but these two, Justin and Kate, they, uh, they went through all the interviews and, um, and, uh, just kind of us watching them grow over the last few years. In addition to having to conduct and, um, answer some kind of larger picture questions about the program itself, which is what got them into this role to begin with. Um, and, uh, you know, we like to involve as many students as possible in our program. And uh, Justin and Kate are kind of the, the go tos between the staff and the students so that we can, uh, you know, get them as, um, as integral to our rehearsal process and to our performances uh, as we can. And really, when it comes down to it, you know, we as staff, as teachers, as, as anybody, have to put a lot of faith in the students that they will do what we've been teaching them. And then once we hit the the performance time, it's it's all on their shoulders. And we trust that that they've learned what we wanted them to learn. And, um, you know, that really comes down to these two more than anybody else, I think.
0: All right. So, Kate, jump in here. Tell us about how that feels to be that s- sort of liaison between your, your peers and the, the teacher leaders that are helping the marching band. I mean, that's a really great honor for both of you to be those those representatives that connect our students in the marching band with the teachers in charge of that, that I think that's awesome. So tell us what that experience has been like for you and what it has meant to your journey as a a member of the marching band.
3: Yeah, it's been really great. Like I love being able to just have more of that contact with everybody in the band because I'm less just in my section then. And I'm going from sections to sections. Like sometimes I'll do sectionals with battery and I never had the chance to do that when I wasn't a drum major. Um, and it's really great just being able to like talk to people more and just like have a bigger part in the growth and development of the band as a whole. And just like getting to see people grow from band camp to states and even before Bandcamp, it's like been really great.
0: OK, so you, you, I don't know if that was intentional or unintentional, but you took us back to the very beginning of the season with the reference to Bandcamp. So let's do that. Let's journey all the way back to the idea Right. So, you guys have had a tremendously successful season. And I think what um, most folks don't realize is the amount of work that goes into that. So, it starts over the summer and progresses through a typical season, just like a sports team does, which people have a little bit more familiarity with, I think. But, uh, Mr. Swear shared with us there was an idea, there was, you know, probably lots of dialogue about what it could look like. There's so many moving parts. Um, give us give us an appreciation for the very beginning, and then we're going to talk through how that season, how this season has developed for you guys into this really amazing product that you were all able to put together uh, as a collaborative group.
1: Sure. So um, it is in in some aspects similar to uh, a sports team where they start over the summer and they're they're learning their fundamentals of whatever it is that goes into it. Um, but what is different, and one of the things that I've really started to get into the last couple of years especially, is that every year for us, uh, outside of those fundamentals, is extremely different because uh, we're playing different music, we're, we're marching different drill on the field, and in general, we just have a totally different show concept. So it's, it's almost like we're putting a musical on outside on the field, and we're doing every single part of it ourselves. Um, and to give you an idea, uh, we ended like the very end of October. And I've already had many conversations and, and brainstorming sessions about next year's season. So it starts very early and it's a, a very time-intensive process if you really are trying to, quote unquote, get it right. Um, this particular idea, um, uh, the show this year was called uh, Too Close to the Sun. It was a story about uh, the myth of Icarus. And um, this is a show I've wanted to do for 10 years and so my last job in Vernon Township um, you know we would we would get together and we would say okay what do we want next year's show to be and I would say I I really want to do this show about Icarus and at the time I was just an assistant director there and and they would look at me and they'd say "Eh, maybe and then we'd move on to the next one and that happened for the three years I was up there and then we came here and uh, I was in a different role at the time when I first got to Roxbury and same thing like okay maybe and so eventually, like now that I'm in the the director's seat, last year at the end of, um, uh, like two years ago at the end of the season, I said, I know what we're doing. I'm not asking for opinions anymore. <laughs> we're just going to do it uh, because it's been this idea that I've been really thinking about. And so this particular show uh, was kind of just tracing the, uh, the general outline of the myth of Icarus from um, collecting feathers and building wings and taking flight and then, um, you know, getting a little cocky and getting too close to the sun and and falling uh, to his demise. So uh, it, it, the reason I like it, I, first, I like Greek mythology. So I thought that was really cool. Um, But it it covers a whole lot of different kind of vibes and feelings and uh, like the, the mechanical idea of building something and then the, the, the joy of flight and then um, you know, hubris and, and, trying to rise above your station and getting too close to the sun and dealing with the consequences. It it had a lot of things that we could kind of pack into a seven and a half minute show, which is why I've been kind of going after this show for so long.
0: Well, And I think it's interesting. So in in many ways, you have seasons that build upon one another. You get Mm -hmm. personnel that kind of grow. And so, you know, telling your story about this kind of 10 years in the making show that you've wanted to produce, I think, you know, a lot of effort has also gone into building up your confidence in not only your colleagues and yourself as a team, But in the students as a part of the production, right? Like they're a part of that journey. You could have had this amazing idea that you've cultivated amongst your colleagues for this amazing show that you just kind of described for us. But without the buy-in from the students and their excellence in their performance, their commitment to their craft and kind of telling that story, it doesn't all come together, right? These aren't things that happen by accident. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that I really – I wrote down as I'm hearing you talk is you worked really hard with – The team to put together a story that elicits emotion, Mm -hmm. um, but also highlights the opportunity for our students to really showcase their skills. And so let's talk a little bit about that, because I think that's probably as drum majors, you guys have a huge role in that, in kind of facilitating a culture where there's a high expectation um, and everyone steps up to that, right? Like, how does that happen? You know, as student leaders, sometimes that puts you in a precarious situation because those are your classmates, um you're not the teacher you're not the the director um but there's a culture that is associated with our group of musicians and i say our because i guess i can't speak intelligently about what happens at other schools but i've spent enough time although not nearly as much as you all amongst the students and staff in our school to say that that culture is rich it is committed uh in one another you know there's a trust so talk about how what that feels like and how you guys were able to really Harvest the best out of your peers and each other to make this amazing show come
2: together that Mister Swear just described. Yeah, that's actually like one of my one of my favorite parts of marching band. is this, this culture that you don't really find anywhere else. Like and all the ac- other activities that this school offers, which are all great, the 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 bonding and the culture that we get from marching band and spending so much time together is like it's unmatched. Um, and it, it, it's a it's a kind of cool spot that me and Kate have been able to be in, getting to you know, kind of see the show from the front because um, we spent years, you know, on the field being part of the, the production of the show. And then I've, I spent a few years before with my sister is doing it, kind of watching the shows be made and taking an interest into that. So being able to be in a position where I'm now able to, you know, help that show come together by, you know, encouraging my students, not my students, but my <laughs> it peers. It feels that way though, right? It <laughs>
0: feels that way. When well, you're in that leadership role, you take ownership.
2: Yeah um and it's, it's 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 cool you know it's like any other any other activities there, there's highs and there's lows and there's this time of you know you got the high morale but there's also these these energy dips and that's kind of where like the most progress kind of has to happen to make a successful season I, I find that like trying to be the better example bring that energy to to the table kind of helps everybody keep moving and I think that's so special about marching men all right, cool. And
0: you know, as you mentioned, those highs and those lows. Sometimes the timing of those moments, although they can't really be planned, sometimes are really um, productive in terms of growth. So, um, Kate, you know, Justin mentions those kind of energy dips. How do you guys, as the drum majors, help the whole group recover from them? Right. So it's one thing for the director, for Mister Sweer, or for the other staff that are in charge to kind of be the adults in the room and kind of get everybody in line and try to motivate them, but I have found, you know, that sometimes that best motivation comes from within, and so as student leaders, um, you had a group of colleagues, you know, classmates that were also student leaders, as Mr. Sweer described. But how do you guys help recover from those energy dips, right? Because an ill-timed energy dip, so to speak, could really have led to a different outcome in the season for you guys. So let's talk about that because when you're perfecting this show, like it's not even. Like it's more than a performance, it's a show, right? You reference seven and a half Mm -hmm. minutes, but you've achieved so much in that short time frame. There's so many moving parts. How do you keep that energy up and keep everyone moving towards an ultimate goal without burning out, without growing tired of let's be let's be fair, one another, Mm -hmm. the work you're doing, right? Like we gotta play this song again, we have to do this move again. Like, how do you keep people motivated and invested that doing it one more time will make it better than the time before? And we're gonna do it again and again, and again, and keep coming back to it until it is precisely what we want and even better.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from, like, the culture we were talking about. Like, we always say, like, our motto is one band, one family. And I think that, honestly, is why we are able to pick each other up from the dips. Because, like, we're like a family. Not everyone's having an off day. So the people who aren't are able there to pick everyone up. And if everyone's down and, say, it's a show day. And then if someone's like, guys, it's a show day. And everyone's like, yeah, show day. Or we call them doshes. <laughs> so, um, and just kind of being able to do the little things to get people excited and be like, guys, like, come on, States is in a week. Like, we got to do this. We got it. And just kind of the culture is very good at like having everyone to be a part of it. And everyone's just so invested because of it, because even if their favorite thing isn't playing music, a lot of people do it because their the culture is their favorite thing, because you really find a family through it. And I think that's why we're able to pick each other up a lot and like keep fighting through.
0: Well, and I think, you know, you're the sentiment you're sharing, um, what I hear, which is, I'm really proud of, is that that's the adults and the students working together, right? Because that culture doesn't just come from no- from nowhere, right? That's just not an accident. So I'd love to hear you guys talk about how your faith in Mr. Sweer and the rest of the, the adults that are helping to lead that um, that effort, how has your confidence and faith in them and their, that their, their ultimate commitment to you guys, right? People often lose track of the amount of time that they put into things, right? Everybody goes home. I mean, clearly, Mr. Swear talked, he's thinking about this show for 10 years, right? Um, That wasn't just like a little note somewhere. He's probably been working to design it and develop it. So how has has that relationship helped
2: to really take you even further than you probably
0: thought you could ever go?
2: Um, I think, you know, being able to see our our teachers and our our adult leaders um, in a way that we can, like, have a personal connection with them and get to know them as people, too really helps us to continue to grow throughout the season. I know, like, at the end of a long day, after a whole school day, and then we have a rehearsal, and, you know, sometimes we're getting out of the school building nine at night. Like, I know I feel exhausted, but, like, so do they, because they put in this, like, this tireless work, and then sometimes they go home, and then they spend another hour, two hours, three hours doing work, because they know we have a rehearsal tomorrow that we gotta be prepared for. And I think, you know, being able to see that they put in the same work to help us grow as a program really helps build that, like, special relationship and special connection that we have with our directors. Um, I don't know, like, any of those directors, like, if I'm having a rough day, just like, a personal problem. I know that they all care about me as a person enough that I can go and talk to them, and I have no problem, like, having that personal connection with my teacher, and I think that's really special, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, you said that really well. I That personal connection, that confidence that there's a... Uh, a level of investment far beyond just the marching band right that there's that connection as people i think that's one of the things that makes our school and our district really special and so you know i'm going to pass it back to mr swear you know they talk about that personal connection and like as an educator as you know as a parent in the district as a colleague (laughs) of yours like that makes me feel really awesome that i can be a part of a community that offers something so special to our students and I feel you know, really energized knowing that, and I know it because I see it every day, but hearing it come from our students, mm-hmm. that they know that our, our staff are confident in them and they're there to support them. I think you guys have something unique also because the curriculum of what you teach during the school day has such a direct impact on what you do outside of the school day. And I think you know we often lose sight as educators um, in, in all of the other stuff that goes on surrounding education that there are lessons that supersede curriculum, yeah. right? Um, And I think you have this really great opportunity that you teach curriculum, right? Your students are exceptional musicians, but you're also focusing on character and camaraderie and problem solving and all these other things during the, the day. And then that transition, like, let's talk about that connection. I think you have this really special opportunity to connect everything and develop that rich culture that Kate and Justin are talking about that is so unique and so special, but it's not without a significant commitment from you and your colleagues. Yeah,
1: it's one of the things I like uh, most about working here, which is just we have six years with these students. I mean, h- how many teachers can say they they really get to know students beyond maybe a half a year or a year, but we develop these connections with our students and um, it goes so much deeper as as they were saying to uh, you know, then just how do I play a B flat on my instrument? like we we talk about, um, how to be the best version of yourself or like, what do I need to do in a situation where I'm nervous and I make a mistake? How do I handle that in the moment? Like it goes well beyond band. Um, you know, there many of my colleagues here and, and other places will will often say band is life. And it's because of all the things we teach through music, not just the fact that we're teaching music itself. Um, but uh, regardless, we, we also have a whole color guard, which we don't really see them during the day. And so one of the things I'm really proud of in our marching program is is that um, my belief has always been like the culture in the community is is probably the most important thing. Uh, And if it's there, it will drive the excellence with it. Um, And uh, I have to rely on that being the case because I don't see the color guard members during the day. And so I've made a real effort to try and uh, include them and and be there for them as much as I might with all my curricular students. Um, So back in 2019 because i did believe so strongly in this idea I, I was putting it out to my student leaders at the time which is like what would you say is the most important thing about this program why do you keep coming back and and year after year for about three years uh, as we were navigating all the COVID stuff and we were trying to find like our why um they kept saying family and excellence it, it kept coming that back to family and excellence all these people i'm around they 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 make me want to be here. And I love that we're like pushing hard for something. And that's what developed into what Kate was saying, which is this one band, one family thing that came from the students. And so the fact, I, I think the fact that um, kind of our, our, our mission, our mantra or whatever you want to call it was generated by students. And it's something that we as a staff so strongly believe. I believe that's why our culture is as strong as it is. And, we, and I try hard to make sure that as often as we can, we're infusing that community aspect Um, And not just saying, all right, let's get to work the moment the students walk in the door.
0: Well, yeah. And even you mentioned that annual connection year after year. You say you get to you get to see youngsters for six years and Mm -hmm. that relationship. And what you're really referencing is the the opportunity to to work with the middle school as as a teacher. Yes. um, As a part of how the music department operates. But I can tell you, even as a parent, I see it. You know, my own daughter is a part of the band at Lincoln Roosevelt, and mm-hmm. the, the commitment and belief they're already instilling in her that you can continue to do amazing things and play your instrument, you know, and you talked about, you know, mistake making mistakes, right? You have nerves, like those life lessons about how to overcome those moments, are the, the things that being a part of a performance troupe affords people actually counteracts one of life's greatest fear for most people. I think it actually might be the number one fear people have, which mm-hmm. is that performance sometimes you know speaking in front of other people and so allowing students at such an early age to learn that they can perform in that moment that they can overcome mistakes you know those those nervous moments i think really will help them far beyond when they put the instrument down or don't right yeah and so as you even mentioned making the intentional connection with youngsters who may not be in the classroom with the color guard because i think that's something that I can say that I can admit I don't have a full understanding of, and I'm sure many others don't. Is how does the band, the Mm -hmm. music of marching band, and the color guard come together to create that exceptional experience? Because you know, I think it's that understanding of it's it's not quite like shuffling a deck of cards together, but in some ways it is, right? Because you have these two separate pieces that really are one. So let's talk a little bit about that because you guys got to this great place where you work so hard to earn a state championship, but you got everybody on the same page to really a perfect moment at the perfect time.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's not easy. (laughs) It's, it certainly isn't, but it takes a lot of coordination, takes a lot of communication. Um, and so when I just kind of the pieces that get put into this, if we're thinking about a show, um, we have to have the music, uh, whether that's, uh, like a, a piece of band music or something you might hear, uh, online or, or, or wherever. Um, we have to have drill for the students, meaning uh, all the places they go and the the forms they create, and um, we have to then also have uh, work and location for color guard members as well. And so, um, all of the visual aspects, whether it's the where the band is marching, what the color guard is uh, doing, where they are in the field, how you know, how dense or sparse the forms are. Like there's many, many, many levels and layers. Um, But what they do has to reflect what the music is doing. So if, if music is like slow and lyrical and, and um, what we want to see is something that's going to match that. We don't want to see like very quick jagged motions because our eyes and our, and our ears have to be able to reconcile those things together. Um, And so um, the way that, that phrases are laid out, how the forms are on the field, where the color guard is in relation to the forms, all uh, that with the music all kind of inspires and um, informs what our what our color guard directors and our choreographers do when they're creating the work for the color guard. Um, the same thing goes for any uh, like body moves or. Um, forms for the band, like what we are hearing has to be well represented in the visual aspect of what they're doing. And so all of those things uh, through a lot of communication and a lot of time um, creates this really wonderful uh, moment on the field. So for example, at the end of this show, right, we know the story of Icarus kind of ends when he flies too close to the sun. And so the idea is that we have this really aggressive music and then it pauses for a moment and we get this kind of riser sound effect, and then it's just this really aggressive chord at the end. right? And that's when Icarus gets too close to the sun and kind of drops out of sight. So visually speaking, how do we get our Icarus character, like all eyes on our Icarus character, and what can we do to highlight this? And so the answer in this particular case is the band is in this this massive block or something that moved into a block, and as Icarus is coming front field uh, and the music's building up, the, the band starts to separate and create this uh, runway or this aisle. And then everything stops. We get this riser as as Icarus is flying back through the band. Like uh, the band is motioning towards Icarus. The color guard are doing things to get your eyes to Icarus. He climbs this ramp. Everybody snaps back into place. They play this really aggressive sound as Icarus is kind of flailing in front of our sun prop. Feathers are flying everywhere. And then he just kind of drops out of view. So like if if we were just like, oh, Icarus, run over there and fall on the ground. That wouldn't have nearly the same visual effect. So everything kind of with the music, the visual, and just the general storyline, everything has to be in place in order to create something effective uh, for people to be entertained. I mean, at the end of the day, we're entertaining people. That's what we're trying to do. And so all of those pieces have to fall into place. And as, as uh, designers, like that's a really hard thing sometimes to do. And then as performers, they have to take that vision when it is given to them and run with it and make it happen.
0: Even as you're describing that, both Kate and Justin smiles are coming to yeah. their face. I can like if, if I could see in the mental image that they're having, like they're reliving the moment mm-hmm. of being a part of that thing as you're describing it, which is really fun for me. But the the thing I'm taking from all of this, which is just a, a really exciting um, accolade for, you know, in my opinion, that stands side by side with the things that you all achieved is. The faith and confidence that you and your colleagues put into the students mm-hmm. right like that belief that students can do amazing things if we give them the space to try yes if we give them the support and reinforcement and belief to be successful like that's what i'm hearing is you had this grand vision and you knew that if you gave the students the space to to excel they would do it um oftentimes i think we Feel like we need to scaffold and support students to, to hold them up so they don't fall and so they don't experience struggle. Um, I think that's a, def- a deficiency kind of thinking, right? If we yeah. don't struggle, we don't learn how to get better. Right. Um, but it sounds to me like you've created this culture and this structure where students can do amazing things. We just need to give them the framework and then get the heck out of their way so they can do it. And then more often than not, my experience tells me, and I think this instance tells you too, you put in all the groundwork students actually exceed those expectations because they're amazing mm-hmm. and they do awesome things. And I'm just really um, in awe of what you've all put together. Uh, I make a point every year of coming to see some performance throughout the throughout the season. Um, and so I'm just, as you're saying it, I, I get to relive it too, which is yeah. really awesome for me. And I'm what the, the bigger, t- <laughs> I guess the bigger challenge becomes how do you, how do you continue right after such an amazing season, but I have confidence that you will. Mm-hmm. I have confidence next season will be as amazing Um, Because you're going to have new student leaders, some continuing, some coming up, some emerging. You're going to have some amazing musicians and performers moving on to their post-high school experiences. And that's one of the amazing things about being a part of a high school staff is you get to spend all this time building something. But each year you kind of get to rebuild it, which has this, um, this inherent excitement behind it. You know, there's that... You know, that sadness of departure, but that excitement of rebirth, which um, you know, is, is really exciting. So And I do want
1: to just tack on one thing. You mentioned, you know, kind of giving them the space. And uh I don't wanna sound for for a minute that uh like I had the the general idea of this, but the same concept could be applied to our staff because um we bring in wonderful people to work with our students and they all have different skill sets and they're they're just top notch. And so I look at it the exact same way, which is like if you if you ask not that I would consider myself a great leader, but if you ask great leaders what, like, what makes them a great leader, they will, a lot of them will say, I surround myself with great people, right? And so like, if I'm communicating my ideas right, correctly, I, I also have faith in them to go and, and take them in and make them a reality with the students as well who then take those concepts. So I don't want to you know, leave out that really important step because if it was just me, there's no way it would turn out the way that it did without them.
0: Well, well. uh, as you're saying that, I'll tell you what, well, for whatever it's worth, I consider you a great leader, (laughs) and I think both of these young people do as well. But um, even from what you're saying, that is uh, clearly an attribute of great leaders is surrounding yourself with exceptional people and allowing them the space to be awesome alongside you. So um, thank you for being a director of a program that has that philosophy Mm -hmm. and instills so many great characteristics in our young people. So. Uh, Kate and Justin, I'll pass it back to you for last thoughts, um, talk a little bit about that moment, the big win, um, state championship, it's incredibly exciting, it's a moment you'll get to look back your entire life on fondly, so bring us in with uh, what, that, what that felt like and how that validates the innumerable hours of, of time and energy that you've put into this work um, with your classmates.
3: Yeah, it was just really great. Like it just felt so unreal that moment where they announced second place. And so all of us uh, getting awards up there, the drum majors and color guard captains, just kind of said to each other, we're like, oh my God, like <laughs> we were just standing there like waiting for them to announce us and then just going back and being able to like show to the band like this is what we got, especially after States was such a hectic day because it was raining and our performance literally got delayed by um, a few minutes because it was raining so much. We were just all standing under the bleachers. We were like, we're gonna have to perform in this. Our warm up had to be paused for a little while because it was pouring so much and we knew that like stuff was gonna get damaged. And it was just an unreal feeling of being like, this was everything. And it was ironic that it was raining because our entire season, it was raining every competition. <laughs> and it was just kind of a full circle moment of us like finally winning it. Like the last two years, we lost by 0.2 points <laughs> both years. Um, and it was a really great like full circle moment and just amazing.
2: Yeah, I think for me, like the the biggest exciting piece of this was like turning around after you know having those awards in our hands and getting to see our whole band who i would consider family at this point after spending so many hours with them all just there like their faces beaming with excitement and just getting to share that moment with these people that i've been spending so much time with for the past few months i consider it a pretty good way to go out
0: well listen
2: only one team gets to hold that trophy up at the end
0: Mm -hmm. of the season and it's it's incredibly exciting and super so well-deserving that it was you all. So thank you for everything that you've provided to our school community and to our larger community. I think you've brought a lot of joy um, to many people, um, yourselves included, right? <laughs> Being a part of that process certainly is exciting. And thank you for everything. Congratulations to all of you. Mr. Swear, any last thoughts on, on this season or what we can look forward to next season? Um, well, I can't. I know what next season's gonna be but i'm not gonna reveal it here i I tried my best everybody i tried i tried to get a little a little hint i knew it wasn't gonna happen though
1: uh you you asked how do you move forward from here and the uh, it's by doing the same things we always have been doing and trying to instill in the students and um you know i always tell them because it's not like you go out and there's an offense and a defense on the field you you just have to go out and how do you create the best version of yourselves how do you outperform the the last roxbury to perform the show And uh, that's what we're going to keep doing as we move forward. We're going to keep outperforming ourselves and keep raising the bar.
0: There you have it. All right. Thanks for listening and congratulations to Roxbury High School Marching Band and Color Guard on their huge state championship win this year. Thanks for listening.